podcasting from UW River Falls. Bet you didn't know, it's Sunday Stories. I'm Trevor. I'm Kira. And I'm Evan. In this week's episode, we will hear two tales. One about a student who believes the original Freddy Falcon haunted them during their first year, and another about a student who believes that they are the center of the universe. Can you tell which tale is a true account from our student voice? As a reasonable guy, I can tell you with all certainty that I was in fact haunted by the original Freddy Falcon. I bet you're questioning if there ever was an original Freddy Falcon. Well, let me be the first to say there was. Our mascot originated off a real live Falcon that our school hosted as a prized pet in 1928. His name was Frederick. He was a gentle creature while he was alive. Now that he was, now that he has passed away, he's clearly upset that our university has made a mockery of his legacy. I mean, I don't blame him. If I died and someone turned me into a large, friendly, cartoonized mascot, I'd be a little pissed too. So my freshman year, I moved into my residence hall, Johnson to be exact. As I began moving in, I felt someone rest their hand on my shoulder. I turned around to find there was no one near me. It was very strange. I ignored this feeling and headed out to the football game with my roommate. As we were standing there in the bleachers, the person behind me started to scratch my scalp. As this was extremely weird, I whipped my head around to find an alumni football player staring at me. I looked down at his hands to see he had nails that were way too short to have scratched my head. I looked around for a second and saw that there was no one that could have even reached my head. I passed this off as just wind and continued cheering on the team. As we began walking back to our residence hall, I again felt a heavy hand on my shoulder. I yelled at my roommate, John, knock it off. He looked at me and was like, what? I asked if he could just stop putting his hand on my shoulder and then pulling it away when I look. He responded with a very confused, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I was skeptical that he didn't know anything about what I was saying, but I decided to drop it. I, we arrived back in our, to our room. We arrived back at our room and continued along with the week of welcome. Nothing major happened during the, this time, only the weird, eerie feeling of something nearby. The first day of classes arrived, and I was on my way to Centennial Science Hall. When all of a sudden, I felt a swift breeze above my head. Then, out of nowhere, I started hearing cawing everywhere. It seemed like a flock of birds was flying directly above my head. I looked up to find nothing. It went all silent, then a heavy weight on my left shoulder. I stopped my tracks. What was this? What could this be? With great angst and terror, I rushed to the library, ignoring the first day of class attendance policy. I had remembered that my orientation leader had mentioned a school archive in the basement of the library. I needed to get to the bottom of this and knew the only answer I could find would be hidden inside the archives. The front desk lady asked what I was looking for, and I said anything with a falcon. She was extremely confused, so I had to explain to her that I was looking to find more falcon pride and wanted to know how I could become closer with Freddy. She gave me the look a person gives a crazy person and directed me toward the sections of books and journals. I dug through two different books and three journal accounts about our school mascot before finding his picture. The second I found Frederick's picture, I felt the weight on my shoulder lift. Since that day, I haven't felt, heard, or seen anything of the sort. I'm still confused and don't know what to make of the situation. Was I haunted by the ghost of Freddy Falcon? Who will he haunt next? I eagerly await move-in day this year to find out. Have a great first week in class, Falcons, and beware the ghost of Freddy. So there I was, kicking 
like always, when I started to feel the warmth of self-importance wash over my body. Suddenly it hit me. I am the center of the universe. As I became aware of this, I felt the weight of all objects in our solar system and beyond tugging away at my shoulders. I needed more concrete evidence, so I embarked on a three-minute journey to the physics department in Centennial Science Hall. The moon, though hanging in the sky somewhere over China, shifted with me as I sprinted across the snow-spattered lawns between the University Center, the Kleinpel Fine Arts Building, and Centennial Science Hall. After booking like a bat out of hell, I made it to the physics department and promptly realized that no professors were drifting the halls because class was still in session. After a brief moment of hesitation, I decided that it didn't matter because I was probably the most important person of all of history of the world. I walked into a 100-level astronomy class, halted the lecture by merely waving one hand over my forehead, and thus commanding the 150-plus class's attention. My pupils ripped through the professor of science as if an Air Force fighter jet. I whispered three words, but they seemed to scream, Is it true? The professor responded with, Yes, Brad, you are the physical center of the universe. The class erupted in a hail of applause, as he then tried to explain the science behind it, but I didn't listen. It didn't matter. This was awesome. I'm officially the coolest person I know, which is contradicting because I thought that even before I became fully aware of it. I rule. I giggled to myself, like a giddy schoolboy as I called my friends to tell them the good news. My good friend and former fellow student Dustin Leslie agreed. It's totally true, Brad. You are the best. I know because I'm the second best, and the second best knows almost as much as you, he told me. That is a BS-less story. It all makes sense, too, because I never make mistakes, and I know everything. I'm so good at arguing that my high school debate team turned me away because I kept on stealing all the wins. Even when we went up against the ghost of Einstein and the all-knowing computer thing from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because I said so was my winning statement every time. I am a jack-of-all-trades by nature and choice. I choose to know more than everything and choose to invent things that are physically impossible to make. Like a rubber band that shoots pellets of air. Non-lethal, but it'll knock you down. I counted to infinity four times in an hour. Then I won a Nobel Peace Prize for attending the highest number of Pulitzer Prizes for the best screenplay category. A category that hadn't even existed until I showed up at the ceremony without invitation. I wrote six future Academy Award winning scripts in an hour that were read, judged, and greenlit by the Pulitzer Prize ceremony that day. That's how cool I am. I understand that I am the greatest, the world's greatest, history's greatest, and future's greatest. Nobody can beat me at anything, unless I say so. And because of this, I act normal most of the time because I don't want people to dislike me and my awesomeness. I choose not to live a lavish life in my eight-story mansion, which is located on the rolling peripheral hills of River Falls, off Highway 35. No, I have the best ideas in the world. Think about it. How many public safety reports have there been in the past few weeks? It's because of my proactive involvement about the second op 
It's because of my proactive involvement about the second offenders that turned this campus into a rule-following, intelligent institution. Yes. Anyway, I have so much ruling to do. People are going to be lined up outside my apartment wanting autographs soon. I will have to tend to that. Until next time, have a super fantastic spring break, and I hope to see you all in two weeks. Tune in next week to find out which of these stories was true and hear a story from students on campus recently. Don't forget to follow us on social media. The links are in the description below. We will see you next week for another Sunday Stories.